the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Herbalist Path. I am so happy to have you here. Today, we're going to do a little chat about what exactly an immune-stimulating herb is and even go over a bit about antiviral and antimicrobial herbs. Definitely the time to know about these kinds of things as we are in the midst of cold and flu season and we've got quite a few cold winter months ahead of us. So I figured we'd do a quick little overview of what these things can do for you and your body and how it's really nice to be able to use plants as medicine instead of relying consistently on harsh pharmaceuticals and such that can later be put into our water streams and our soils and all of those things. So I I truly believe that using plants as medicine is one of those great ways that we can make our earth a better place. So here we go, guys. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Herbalist's Path, where we're on a mission to inspire a movement where there's an herbalist in every home again with your host clinical herbalist melissa mutterspaugh my herbalist path friends it's great to have you back listening to another episode i really appreciate you being here i don't even know how else to say how grateful i am for you but today i figured we'd talk about immune stimulants and antiviral or viral fighting herbs and bacteria fighting herbs because we are definitely just in the beginning parts of cold and flu season in the United States right now. So what exactly is an immune stimulant, right? So immune, obviously we're gonna be talking about the immune system and stimulant, obviously that's going to be something that stimulates the immune system to help your body resist infection, particularly during the beginning stages of an illness or infection, but they can also help throughout the duration of when you're sick. They come in and they help stimulate white blood cell activity and that's really helpful to just boost overall immune function. And it's best to take immune stimulants for a short time to address an acute infection or illness. Um, I like to get them on board if I know that people around me are getting sick or if I'm about to go travel. Man, oh man, I miss traveling. Or if it's back to school time, I think I kind of miss that too as my daughter's out playing in my shop as I record this podcast. 
Love having that ability, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's bonkers to try and work that way. Anyways, so one thing to think about immune stimulants, stimulants is that they're really quick to act and they help to increase the white blood cell pro- proliferation and activation, but their effects are also very short-lived. So that just means that you're going to need to take them more frequently when you're sick to keep them working well, but not to take them over the full time. So the main actions you're gonna get from immune stimulating herbs are an increase in those white blood cells, as I've already said, and an increase in phagocytosis, which is when your immune cells, like your macrophages, um, they come out and they start eating the pathogens or the bad guys, so all of the, the bacteria or the viruses. So it's a really, really important thing to have happen. And then immune stimulants also help to increase cellular communication. Totally not talking about Verizon or Sprint here. I'm talking about cellular communication amongst your immune system cells and particularly from these little guys called cytokines. These are little chemical messengers that are released from your cells and their job is to go out to shout to your immune army, 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 excuse me, I can't talk very well today. Um, But anyways, they shout to your immune army that there's a foreign invader and um, just say, hey, wake up immune army, it's time to get to work. It is good to note that immune stimulants can potentially increase autoimmunity as they stimulate the immune system, which can inspire those immune cells to attack each other even more. It's definitely not to say that that's guaranteed to happen, but if you have an autoimmune disorder, you might wanna be more conscious and aware when taking immune stimulating herbs. It's much more the exception that this happens than a general rule, but since I know so many people do suffer from autoimmune disorders, I thought it would be important to address this here. And that's also just why it's really important to pay attention to what's going on with your body and of course work with a doctor, a naturopath, or a clinical herbalist or somebody that can help you navigate through those issues and see what is what kind of reactions various herbs are causing um because they're not all the same for everybody there is no one pill fits all or one herb fits all for everybody so just really really keep that in mind and definitely it's important to remember that immune stimulants are taken on the short term to just give your immune system that boost it needs to kick out any kind of acute infections Um, and that if you take them too often, if you're just trying to take like echinacea on the regular, that can create some imbalance in your body and you don't want that. So immune stimulating herbs can have a few different actions. Like they can be antiviral, right? So what's an antiviral? As it sounds, it's an herb that fights off viruses in your body and they can work in several different ways, depending on which herb or plant you choose. So they can kill viruses extracellularly. They can interfere with the whole viral replication process, or they can create really strong antiviral mechanisms amongst your cells. Sometimes an antiviral compound can be specific to one particular virus while others may have a more broad or general antiviral properties. 
They're a super complex bunch and are still being studied on a regular basis to find out exactly what's happening behind their antiviral properties. One of the super cool parts about antiviral herbs is that they're ecologically sound. They're biodegradable and renewable and they're safer for your body and they don't have a problem of resistance being built like many of our pharmaceuticals do. They're super easy to use, they're easy to grow, and easy to make into your own medicine. And best of all, they're very effective for the new and emerging resistant viral infections. These plants are amazing. They learned long ago how to protect themselves from viruses, and they can protect us too. I'm a firm believer that right now is prime time to begin to learn how to use these medicines and truly address the healing needs of our people and especially our precious planet, right? Anyways, that's my little environmental lover, earth-loving rant that I just had to get out. I, I really do think that using plants as medicine is just an epic way that we can make a positive difference and change in our planet instead of just polluting our water with antibiotics and our fields and our soils and just all of these harsh chemicals and non-natural things going down the drain and sticking around almost as bad as plastic. You know what I mean? Anyways, Antiviral herbs, they're super cool. There's quite a few of them. Um, a couple I really love. You could use like elderberry, which has been shown to fight off 10 different cold and flu viruses. It's also been shown to shorten the duration of cold and flu from six to eight days down to just two to three. So there's a reason why elderberry is so incredibly popular and I love the stuff also. Uh, another really good one is ginger, but its antiviral properties are most prevalent when you're using the fresh rhizome and its juice. I love ginger during this time of year also because it's just so warming and it's also great for gut health and so many of us tend to overeat during the holidays that it could just be a really, really good friend to have on hand. Um, another good antiviral is stragulus root. Uh, you can put some slices of that into your broth or soup if you want to make something to warm you up and keep you well. It's a really, really good way to go. So also, herbs can have antibacterial or antimicrobial properties that help to fight off bacteria, right? So obviously, it's no secret that bacterial germs and bacteria have learned to become resistant to the chemicals and drugs that we have created to destroy them, like those antibiotics. Like so many of them are not working for the bacteria they were designed to work for because these germs go through a generation in 20 minutes. One generation of germs goes through in 20 minutes, where we humans take 20 years to go through a generation. Wow, right? So it's no wonder that they are so quick to respond to our trickery. And they're able to evolve resistance to our chemical creations and weapons as quickly as our chemical weapons are developed. But the cool thing about medicinal plants is that they can contain many different camp compounds that are antibacterial or antimicrobial. 
So even herbs and, and plants and foods as simple as garlic and onion can be used as antibacterials. It's easy for the bacterial bugs to outwit one single compound, but when you bring the complex compounds from an herb, it's real hard for those bacterial, bacterial little bugs to outwit those. So plants are smart. They're smarter than the germs. So these herbs, they also work in just beautiful synergistic ways that most drugs can't. And it baffles scientists developing the drugs. They don't want us to know that we can grow our own medicine and that the medicine you grow, they don't want you to know it because it's not going to line their pockets with gold. So some of the favorite little antimicrobials I like to play around with are honey. So I love to get a really good local raw honey, not only because it's incredibly delicious, but for its antimicrobial and antiviral properties. It's a really great addition to your herbal medicine chest. So um, I like to use it really as a secret weapon to get my kiddo to get herbs into her body. Like, sure, here's a spoonful of honey, or as Mary Poppins says, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. She was so on point with that. Another one I love is this really cool lichen. Um, it's called Usnia. Uh, some people call it old man's beard, and I really love that one because... It is readily available on the forest floor everywhere I go when I'm out hiking and I get to hike a lot. So especially during this time of year, after a rainstorm or a windstorm, nature will simply have blown down some branches from the trees I'm around and there'll be an abundance of usnia. So I love that when usnia is around, it's telling me that I'm in a very healthy forested area and it's just such good medicine. It's like this free ground score every darn day I go out for my walks, which I am not complaining about. Another um, great antimicrobial herb and antiviral herb is echinacea. It's incredibly beautiful. I know it's very well known amongst so many people. Um, it is important to mention again, I know I mentioned this quite a bit in the beginning of this podcast, but these immune-stimulating herbs aren't necessarily designed or, well, they weren't designed by anybody other than Mother Nature, but they're, they're not best taken over the long-term duration. They're a short-term herb for acute illnesses. So keep that in mind when you go out and get your echinacea. Though, here we are, I'm about to talk about garlic, one of my absolute favorite plants to use and I love to use it for food, so I use a lot of garlic on a regular basis. I also love to use it for medicine, which is why we're talking about it in this point. I'm not going to stop eating garlic every day just because uh, it's an immune stimulant and I'm not supposed to take immune stimulants on the, on the regular. Garlic has so many other incredible health benefits, it's outrageous. But particular to this podcast, it's just phenomenal for fighting off bacteria and various viruses. And it really does a great job of revving up and stimulating your immune responses. So I just really wanted to go over that quick little ditty about what exactly an immune stimulant is and how you can use these herbs in your life on a regular 
basis. Um, and also remember that everything said on this podcast, I am not a doctor. I am trained as a clinical herbalist, but I am not here to treat, diagnose, assess, prescribe, or any of those words for you. This podcast is just purely for education and entertainment. And it's very important for you to pay attention to your own body and how herbs work with you and understand that just because it's good for somebody else, it may not be good for you. So please, please, please keep that in mind and do take the time to work with a qualified herbalist, naturopathic physician, or your primary care doctor when it comes to taking herbs. But if you're into learning more of this kind of stuff, you like knowing about herbalism, you want to know how you can keep yourself and your family well, you can definitely join me over at the Herbalist Path Facebook group. It's a new Facebook group I'm hosting. We're doing Show Us Your Medicine Mondays, which has been a good time so far, even though I've just been dealing with some of my tech battles, but I'll get over that one day. Um, Anyways, it's a good time over there. It's a free Facebook group. You can totally head over there. And then I'm doing a free workshop starting next Friday, November 13th. Um, Today is the 3rd of November that I'm recording this. So if you catch it in time, great. It's gonna be all about keeping cold and flu at bay the natural way. I'll have a link for that podcast in the show notes and I really hope to see you there. If there are things you wanna hear on this podcast, feel free to shoot me an email and let me know. I would love to hear from you. I want to know what you want to learn because I have a really good time putting these shows together. And other than that, I wish you an incredibly beautiful day and um, join me in the Facebook group. Show up for Show Us Your Medicine Mondays and I would love to see what you've been creating these days. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us today on The Herbalist's Path, where we're on a mission to inspire a movement where there's an herbalist in every home, again. If you'd like to support our mission, please subscribe, rate, and review to help others find us. As a thank you, click the link in the show notes to access a delicious and power-packed elderberry syrup recipe. We'd love to see you on Facebook, too, in our new Herbalist's Path community group. Together, we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. Wishing you all a lovely day. Bye for now. take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. 
For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 